Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pesky Poll Podcast. My name is Robert. This is Ari. And we have a very, very special episode for you guys. Two episodes in one week. You should be seeing this on Saturday. And we have our regular scheduled episode coming out on Sunday, the Lord's Day. Ari, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing man. great. It has been awesome. Today, we have a very, very special episode. We are interviewing 12th round pick from the Colorado Rockies from UC Irvine. He's a middle infielder mostly, but also plays third base. His name is Christian Koss. Now, I'd really, really ask you guys to watch this video through, especially if you are a Boston Red Sox fan. Get to know this kid because he's only 22 years old and he go he's going to make some noise. Oh, in yeah. This Red Sox organization, Ari. This is going to be a fun episode. Make sure you guys like and subscribe on YouTube so you can see these beautiful faces, as is every week. Spotify and iTunes gang, I know you guys are listening to us. Make sure you hit that follow button. I want to keep this intro short and sweet. Let's get right into it. So, guys, with us today, we have one of the newest members to our Red Sox organization, Christian Koss. Christian, how you doing today, buddy? Doing good, doing good. <laughs> Great. Great, man. We're so excited to have you on. We got a bunch of questions for you. We want to get to know, and we want our fans to get to know you personally, not a little bit more of the baseball side, but a little bit of your personal side, too, gotcha. so they get to know you once you make your way up to the ranks. So, Ari, yeah. Ari you want to get us started off? Yeah. All right. So, their first question what, uh, is, what was your favorite team growing up? Favorite team? Ooh, okay. So, I had a couple. Um, okay. Originally, it was the Giants. Um, Barry Bonds was my favorite player, like active player, because that's when I was like five, six when he was doing his numbers. Yeah. So it was always that. Um, and the Orioles, Cal Ripken was my favorite player who wasn't playing. So that, and it was, uh, I've always had this orange thing, <laughs> been around the color orange for those teams. <laughs> play too. So yeah, so the, it was always those two. And then there was a little, um, probably like a two year span, I was a Dodger fan. My my older sister was a Dodger fan because of Nomar Garcia okay. Par and they, they oh. were on the end. So I, I had a little Dodger Dodger stint when the yeah. Sean Fink. Yeah, they had so yeah, but then I wanna say probably around like middle school it, it became it's I stopped rooting for teams and it was just about watching baseball and absorbing as much as I could. Cool. Yeah. And you grew up in California, right? Yeah, Riverside. Oh, nice. nice. Um, what was I say? Yeah, we we don't we never remember no ma in a in a Dodgers uniform. That unlocks yeah, a terrible memory. We don't talk me. about not that. Gonna, not gonna <laughs> lie to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, growing up, I know you kind of mentioned a couple, but did you have any other idol players that you really looked up to? Um. Miguel Tejada, he was my first autograph, so that goes, yeah. Okay, yeah. Went to a lot of Angel games, so um, I didn't like Vladdy because we, we would always go to the Orioles Angels, and I swear I'd probably been to, I probably went to like seven or eight Orioles Angels games, and Vladdy had three walk-offs. Every time it <laughs> seemed like Vladdy was, was the one being us, so I had a little bit um, no, shortstops, I've, that's, I've always been drawn to, you know, talk about Cal Ripken, Jeter, 
Um, I like Tatis right now. Um, oh, that guy's awesome. The energy, mm-hmm. the energy that he that that he can bring and doing it at that position is is unreal. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm drawing the shortstops. I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are great guys. Absolutely. So, uh, right. talk to us a little bit about your time getting recruited by colleges. Like, was it a hard decision for you? And ultimately, what led you to choosing? uv or sorry uc urban yeah it I wasn't i wouldn't say hard um, i had one offer um going into my junior year from cal baptist university a little uh, D, they ended up being their d1 now um they're from riverside but both my parents had went there back when it was a college it wasn't even a university so oh. they were the first school to offer me and I really wanted, uh, I was so like, I need an offer, I need it. And so I was tempted to, you know, commit and do that. But talking with my parents kind of just kept an open mind about it. So played that season, had a couple more schools, a lot of big West schools reached out to me. Hmm. But Harvard, Harvard was another school that reached out. And so the, I had Damn. options, but it, nobody, nobody had sent me, I didn't have offers yet. I had people like, yeah, we like you. Yeah, we like you. And, um, yeah, so actually I had a close family friend who, um, was the shortstop for Irvine when they hit, were in the college world series and, oh, wow. yeah. And the coach had reached out to him about, do you know, any middle infielders? Like we're looking, you know, he threw my name out there. So Irvine went and watched me at a game. They called me after the game. We're like, Hey, we want you on a visit. Went mm-hmm. on the visit and Orloff, who's the head coach now uh said all the right things to me talked about just development um stuff like that never never was never about this is, we're gonna give you a position you we're gonna get you this like this it was all about them wanting to get me better as a player um mm. the area and the facility of Irvine was just unbeatable so that that decision really wasn't hard um they offered me on my visit and I shook their hand right away like it was it was definitely something I you knew where I belong, so and I I had the best three years there at Irvine. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we we really we really saw that for you too. I was looking up some numbers on you, and you were especially I think it was your junior year, man. Yeah. You were killing it. Like <laughs> just the just the overall improvement I saw in your numbers throughout. Like, um, yeah. was that more just kind of getting used to? being in that sort of competition or was that a different way you were training or something like that um so i started high school um as at five two i'm about like six two close to six three right now so i started high school at five two i did around my junior year i was like five six five seven i graduated like under six foot like five nine five ten so i did i was growing end of high school going into college and that was a a learning thing for me my body my body was getting longer there's parts of my body that were moving the way i didn't think um so definitely like that freshman year of college that the talent elevated but i had to get comfortable to the way i was moving and so yeah i think in those three years they, they really helped me notice that and get and do the right things to control my body and and that's it i think that's it once i grew into knew who I was going to be, I was able to take off a little more. So after your last year at UC Irvine, you ended up going into the draft. And we know every player has a different draft day experience. 
and we mm-hmm. wanted to get to know yours. Talk to us a little bit <laughs> about your draft day. Was it extremely stressful for you? Did you land oh, around yeah. where you thought you were going to land? Uh, so my whole thing was I. Everyone wants to be a day one guy, obviously. Um, yeah. I knew I was. I just I knew, and I was like, if I if I get that call, that'll be crazy. My and with my talk, my agent was we're looking day two, and so day two um, was just me, my dad, and my sister. My mom had work. And so we were like, we watched the whole, whole draft, you know, oh, wow. and you're looking at you, waiting, waiting. Right. So I, we watched yeah. all of day two waiting for something to happen and then nothing. So I think it was around the 10th, like the third or fourth pick. I was like, you know, I'm done watching. It's like, it's, it's not going to went to my room. Like about 30 minutes, 30 minutes later, agent called me. He was like, Hey, like nobody even no, Like I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody even called. This is, so this is what we're gonna look for. We're gonna we're gonna do this with money, like blah blah blah, whatever. And so like that kind of little piece. I honestly, after day two, was like, I'm. I told my friends, I'm going back to college. This is this bullshit. I don't want it. Like <laughs> nobody wants like that. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I seriously was on this like rampage. Like like and you know, once again, parents kind of talked me down. And so next day, kind of just just watching. You know, it was pretty early day three. Um, but it happened quick. Like he called me, was like, "Hey, Rockies are coming up. They want you for this. Like this money, cool." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it would." He's like, "All right, we're gonna try to get a little more." But this was all right, Rockies. And then like he hung up. Called back thirty minutes. He's like, "All right, yeah, we got this much money. Like this is what." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And then the Rockies pick came up, and then called me. Uh, my agent called me again. He's like, "We got you one eighty. We got you so and so." Yeah, that it was just like that within a minute. Boom, and then I was like, "Hey, you're a Rocky." And so, yeah, wow. I think get, when you see your name and you hear the call, like, then it's like, all right, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do this. <laughs> maybe I don't have to go back to college. <laughs> yeah, well, that, was, that was quite a roller coaster. Jeez. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah I, was, I mean, I talked to Orloff after day two. Like, I was like, he was like, you know what? And he actually said, hey, I, um, I don't, I, not, not in a bad way. I don't want you to come back. But if mm-hmm. you need to come back, like if you want to come back, like we'll, like we're gonna take you, like obviously. But he's like, think about what you're, and so you know, he kind of got me in perspective too. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. You got the next one. Yeah. All right. Oh, geez, a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> Let me summarize this. So, like, once players go into like the minor league system, they usually tend to like struggle their like rookie season. But like, you really didn't do that. Um, your numbers only got better with your college days in almost <laughs> every aspect. Yeah. How did you make that transformation from college to the minor league so fluid for yourself so you didn't experience that typical rookie drop in numbers? So I played um, West Coast League straight out of high school, um, and then I played two summers in Cape. And summer ball, it, <laughs> it's not like minor leagues, but it's, it's that format. You know, You get up, you go to the park, you work out, you play, get up, you do it the next day. And so college college has its different struggles with class, working out, like, all that. But getting your body conditioned, uh, you're waking up every day, playing every day, doing that kind of thing. That Those summers really helped me with that, getting, getting used to that. And so college, right, you get that busyness of being up for early weights, doing it, all, doing it six out of seven, you know. But then... Playing every day is, is that aspect. And so 
body was good enough. And once I got into pro ball and was just, all right, now now it's the games that matter this much, like just as it was in college. Um, I, I mean, I was I was ready for it. I mean, I was I always knew I was going to play professional baseball. So I got to that point and just kind of this is what I'm here for. And I, from a playing standpoint, it's it's easier to know when you're going good and bad when you're playing every day, right? You you can judge yeah. your, your your time to tell is that night before. And mm-hmm. so college, you know, it's every weekend. You know, you get this little little spurt, and then it's like that little Tuesday back to that weekend. But it, pro ball, it's every day, man. So when you're going good, it's easy to to get that to go up and notice when you're going down. Definitely. Yeah. So and and I bet that like. I mean, obviously, like you said, with the classes, like, because Bobby and I are both in college right now. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're totally right. Like, trying to figure out going back and forth between classes and going and, like, working out and doing games to just doing games and, like, focusing your aspects on that is, like, yeah, I oh. totally know what you mean, though. Definitely, definitely different. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. So um, after your really really great rookie year in minor league ball we would have loved to see what you could have done this year but as we all know couldn't have minor leagues this year so how did you keep yourself in shape through this kind of extremely extended off season if you would did your um training differ or did you just train more something like that um well early on when the first shutdown happened um i want to say like first couple weeks didn't i really didn't do i was not scared. I was just like, I don't know if I should be going anywhere. Like we have this yeah. lockdown kind of thing, especially in California. It was kind of a little more strict, mm. but it, it essentially went back to what I do in the offseason. Um, what I did coming back from Irvine, you find, I still have a couple friends who are playing college D2s, the um, stuff like that. And you find a couple guys who want to hit, you know, you go to a field, you hit all day, you take ground balls and then you do something, you know, and that, that's kind of what it is. I'm, my sister works at a gym, so that's the that's where I would go to to work out. Um, was lucky enough to have that place to go, a little smaller gym. Mm. But yeah, man, find you find a park <laughs> you, as long as someone can hit me ground balls and throw throw you BP. Like that's that that's definitely the work that I try to get in. Yeah, all for you, sure. It's all you really need is just bring it back down to the basics, right? Right. Yeah. And and about so right before um, MLB started their season. There were still some pitchers um, from the Riverside area who you know, were like, you know, got to keep their arms. So I had a couple live ABs. Like there was probably one, one or two every week for a good three week stretch where I was taking live ABs, and that that was cool, you know, getting getting get that rhythm. But then they all left to do their thing, and so I was back to just getting BP. So I definitely felt that fall off coming up right before instructs because I mean we got to instructs, and the next day it was live live arms. Here you go. And so I kind of felt that I was like, man, I, I didn't have had this in a while, but it was just getting back in, back in the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. We actually know another pitcher from, I can't remember if he was from Riverside. I can't remember, but we did an interview four or five months back from a guy named Travis Kuhn. Yeah. A, you Norco. know him? Norco. Yes. Yeah. Man, with awesome. Mariner. Yeah. Man, yeah, we, we had him we on the played... show. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah, we played uh, a child ball together on the Colton Nighthawks. But yeah, I remember playing him at, at Norco too. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. Cool. Baseball. Baseball, small world, huh? Yeah. Baseball, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. 
So, um, you kind of already mentioned this with Tatis, but like, who do you look at right now in the MLB and say, like, I want to be that, I want to be like them in the next five years? Like, okay. Um, I don't want to say I want to be like anyone. I'm, I'm going to be myself. Player comp wise, um, yeah, I like the DJ LeMahieu. Um, he's a taller dude. I'm taller, but he had that utility thing brung on him. But the fact is, he he could play all three if he wanted to. You know, he's a big yeah. dude who just yeah. still got second, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, that kind of feel for it. The the versatility, but that 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 was the thing too that people always brought up. Um, the second I did pro ball was the question of was I was I gonna hit? I've always felt like I, I like I never had an issue hitting, and so if if that's the issue, you know that's that's a simple fix for me because I've always felt like my defense was the best part, and the hitting was just gonna only elevate me. And so I think that's like a big thing with uh, DJ did, especially I mean he he had his time on the Rockies too. Mm-hmm. Was he he played the defense and he hit and people were like oh this is a dude who can hit that he's not just an infielder kind of thing so I feel like I gravitate towards that yeah and I feel like with DJ like when you look at him when you watch him field like he's so smooth and graceful when he fields mm-hmm. it's crazy he's a big that's a big boy too yeah he's way tall, he's taller than me and he he moves well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> All right, so um, it was actually last week on our episode. We sat down on Saturday, saw the trade, and we're like, we definitely want to sit down and have a talk with this guy, get to know yeah. him. And <laughs> we, we told our fans, we're like, we're going to do our best to get him in. We, we, we want it. We want to sit down and talk. <laughs> so um, once you saw that you were traded to the Red Sox, I know we talked about this a little before we hit record, but what were your initial thoughts on the trade um, and everything like that? Uh, so I was actually at work. I'm working at a local Christmas tree farm. I'm not too far from where I live. So I, I was working for maybe five minutes and I got the call from the Rockies assistant GM, Zach Wilson. And his call is it's something if he, if he calls you. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I looked yeah. at it, answered like, and I was like, I'm at work. He's like, I gotta try to keep it quick. I have weird news for you. So then I was like, oh, okay, I'm not released. That's it. If it's, if it's weird, it can't be. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, we made a deal with the Red Sox. Um, well, we, got, we got a pitcher. Like, don't think we got shorthanded. There are some things we tried, you know, but you, they, you're the piece they wanted. Like, you, and so all this is happening while I'm at work. And I was like, ooh, like, trying to think of it. So he, he was saying all this stuff, like, his thank yous, you know, I, I thank them for, you know, what they did for my career, definitely. And, um, you know, it was n- nothing bad, just back to the business of it kind of thing. So, it was, yeah, the guy from Red Sox reached out to you, like, blah, blah, blah best of luck. So I went back, like, told the people working with like, hey, I just got traded. Like, this is a bunch of high school kids, too, because it's like a local family thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, it's great. Like, like, you know, they're, like, going crazy for it. But I'm just like, all right. Um, so then the Red Sox guy called me and, you know, said things, how they were excited. And, you know, I, I really – I was excited just because, like, he talked about the fact that is they wanted me. It wasn't like I got shipped over there. Like, it was like there was something – that they saw, which is a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they called me and got a phone. My sister is actually, before her Dodgers, she was a Red Sox fan she, because of Nomar. So she's oh, always wow. felt herself 
Red Sox. Yeah, so yeah. So I yeah. sent out a text real quick, like, "Hey, to the Red Sox," and she was the one that went went crazy. <laughs> but yeah, and I didn't even so I didn't know until after work. Right now, I'm looking at. I didn't know it was just a straight up trade. I thought like you know I was just in the part of something like going on with this pitcher. But yeah, it was straight up trade, and so nah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you you were you were our main piece. And that's, and we that's, need we need infielders like yeah. badly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so. really saying something though because the guy that you got traded for, Yoan Ibar, um, he is one of the pitchers that we had. Um, he was one of our very few closing pitchers because we traded mm-hmm. the um, only Workman. one in our uh, only one in our organization. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, so seeing that Heim really wanted you for that made us really excited because it means that he sees a ton of potential in you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And he definitely knows how to build minor league systems. Like, if you look at the Rays and see how crazy they are, like... Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I agree. And like I said, so um, hearing that it was Red Sox, so right away, it's you you understand the culture, the, the, you know, the history that the organization brings, too. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to be mad that they're they're getting going to the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. And especially when my first initial thought was, man, I'm not going to be able to play baseball anymore. So going to the Red yeah. Sox over being released is definitely a great feeling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Here's a hint, though, because all of our um, all of our minor league systems and everything is in the um, Northeast, mm-hmm. especially if you go to Portland, buy a winter jacket. Yeah, right. it's <laughs> a lot different it's than cold. California here. Uh, I, man. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the New England area, have you ever been? I know you said you were like Cape Cod, but have you been like up past that or is that? So I visit, I mean, we did a workout in Boston both years. Um, my junior year, luckily my family got to come visit out and they actually were there when we did our Boston workout. So I, we went, we did a family thing down in Boston but that, that's all I've ever been. Yarmouth, Dennis, I've been to all those Cape things. Been around yeah. there a little bit. But, yeah, Boston's the most. The most east, I would say, I've been to. <laughs> yeah, cool. Like I said, it's it's a whole different world. <laughs> it's so much different. But um, I did have a couple more questions for you. I had one off the top oh, yeah. of my head that I completely forget. But... So for our Red Sox fans, we kind of want to, like I said, we want to get to know you mm-hmm. um, also. And I want to ask, what can we see out of Christian Cost for the next foreseeable future? Yeah. Uh, so we talk about um, how I always knew I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And it wasn't, it was, it's not so much about the stardom and the fact of being professional baseball. It's about the act of baseball itself. I love the game. I love everything um, that it brings. I love going to the field to work. And I love taking thousands of ground balls. You know, that's where the where the passion comes from. So when it's in season, when it's in a game, and it matters something, um, I think that's the biggest thing is people tell that I care and I'm there for a reason. Um, so joy, like the passion. Um, I like to say I'm composed. <laughs> I'm composed for the most part. I don't know. I don't, I don't, try to get too mad at things or with umpires or other players. But that's, I mean, that's why I try to pride myself on is having 
the energy and the passion and what comes along with it comes along with it. But if you can see that from a, from afar, then you can definitely see that from Clubhouse. So that's what I always try to bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds All great. Right. <laughs> so, Ari, do you have any other questions before um, we get into that final question that we have? I don't think so, man. All right. Um, I just wanted to say right now, first of all, that you are the first position player on this podcast. We've interviewed oh, yeah. <laughs> So we were like, yes, we finally have a position player. <laughs> <laughs> we, was, we was building a whole pitching rotation out of guys that we've interviewed. Um, I don't know if you'll ever get to meet him, but one of the guys who played for the Little Spinners named Brendan Salucci, a okay. closing pitcher, uh, he came on the podcast once we originally started. We were on, what, episode four? This yeah, is episode like that. 40. We just started. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever get to meet him, he's great guy. Really, yeah, really, really a good guy. <laughs> but I did kind of want to ask, um, because we have, um, you know, people think of you, they think a baseball player. They think mm. that's it. Do you have any other hobbies besides mm. being a baseball player? Okay. Uh, I do a lot of things. I like golf. I recently got into oh. golf. Um, I actually was working at a golf course before I got sent to Instructs. I was working there for like a month and a half, which helped because I was able to golf for free and golf isn't (laughs) cheap. No, it's not. It's not. Um, Anything sports. I have a dog, so I like doing stuff with my dog. I have a little husky. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I don't want to say hobbies because I find myself doing – one thing so many things so many different days um like spark of interest if i find something i bought hot wheels from dollar tree a couple nights ago bought like ten dollars oh, yeah. worth of hot wheel tracks and made a whole track through my apartment just because <laughs> i love that because, that's awesome you know um i've made i made a bowling alley in my parents backyard out of what? like plywood and stuff because i yeah during quarantine like i just got bored um, yeah, I just go, I go, I go on these things where if I, if I can find resources, I have this idea, like I can build that, it's even better. So, um, that's yeah. where I usually find myself in times where I'm not doing baseball, I'm doing, you know, if I'm not on a field doing something. I try to find something to occupy myself with. It's always something. I promise you, I'm never, I'm never bored. I won't <laughs> let myself get bored. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm the same way too. Like you can't leave me sitting down doing nothing for yeah. a long amount of time i always need to be doing something yeah. quarantine sucked like honestly <laughs> the only way i could get through that was doing like these podcasts so i was like all right i can talk about something you know and, uh, <laughs> i'm doing something rather than just like sitting and playing on my ps4 yeah so. wait, wait i do i do have one more question because i know california's um quarantine rules throughout this entire thing have been really really strict more strict yeah. than other places mm. This is this is gonna be a little weird question, but did you ever like completely grow out your hair during quarantine? I know I know Ari did, and it was actually I <laughs> chopped it. I chopped my hair and I got a mullet, and then I was like, "Oh no, we're we're not doing I that." Love it. I always I always go for so my hair grows really straight. It it goes like this when I like I have to push it, kind of hold it. If I wear a hat yeah. all day, but yep. other than that, my hair would be like super straight so i did grow it i was like you know because obviously it was time and this got like super shaggy 
like if you can imagine coconut head didn't get a haircut, <laughs> that's how my hair started growing. It started growing down that way. And like this, I was trying to like hold it back, but it wanted it kept yeah. wanting to come forward. Like it was long it wasn't long enough to hold back. So it was long enough to braid. My girlfriend started braiding it a couple times. And then I was just like, Yeah, this it's too long. Let's just <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm if my hair is cool, like got wavy, you know, I had the flip back there. Oh, that would, I got that, that right that, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got straight people. I was just straight. <laughs> they wants to grow like a chia pet. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's the last thing I expected is to throw a Nedzi classified reference into the same. Thing. <laughs> like, here we are. All right. So, yeah. like, like I said before, man, this has been awesome. Yeah, we would man. love to get you back in, probably sometime after the season mm. to check in on you, see oh, how yeah. you like, um, wherever they put you. If I had to guess, <laughs> have you gotten any? You probably can't tell us, but have you gotten any word on that? I I really don't know if I could tell you, but I haven't gotten any word. They like I said, all the all the phone talks I've been with them is about medical stuff. Um, gotcha. Trying to get me really off season stuff, getting ready. Um, that's all spring training, anyways. Uh, I didn't even know. I mean, we only had a little bit of spring training before we got shut down this year, but I was practicing with the high team with the Rockies. But even then, that doesn't mean that's where you were going. Mm-hmm. like that's it's all spring training that's what it's all that's what it all comes down to anyways they're gonna put you somewhere in that and you either elevate or you don't so mm-hmm. yeah ari and i already placed our bets in last week's episode we're saying portland well, <laughs> that's, that's really close to me so that's our guess yeah. ari lives, what 20 minutes outside of portland so you'll yeah, go like half hour half hour outside and when when i'm not doing anything i'm just like oh let's go watch a sea dogs game and yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah. you'll be able to this year hopefully i i sure hope yeah. i'm getting bored of just like playing mlb the show like <laughs> geez <laughs> gotta get out and watch some baseball yeah but, definitely all right you got the last question i do i do i do and this is a so, question we like to ask everyone that we have on because we love to get everyone's different opinion on it okay what would you say to that high school kid who's trying to make it to pro ball? How much training went into you getting to this point? It's a great question. I can understand why you asked that to everybody. <laughs> um, I think the first thing you have to uh, decide is, is, is baseball what you're trying to pursue? Some people are, are most people who play baseball are multi-sport athletes. And I think that any sport requires constant preparation and repetition there's there's that aspect to it but baseball definitely and i think that in high school when i felt myself starting to grow a little more going towards my junior year and i realized okay maybe maybe i have a a chance at this it became going to high school practice and then getting more ground balls for my dad after and hitting after with my dad doing that four times a week and doing doing all the extra going going to the weight room but then going later that night, you know, you whenever you think you're putting in work, there's someone putting in that that work, too. So I think high school, I got that early sense of, OK, if I want to get to all these taller guys and stronger guys who are better than me, there's this little more that I have to do just to to keep up. And so I think that's the biggest thing is if once you get to that point in high school where that's what you want to do and, you know, there's a level you're trying to reach, it, it becomes doing that work constantly to to get yourself to that point. And I, I, I had that ambition. I had that work ethic in high school. Um, things went along to where the right school got me, you know, and, and things like that. But 
Um, it's not the stress over going to a school. Or going if you if you play good and you and you have something to offer, there are so many schools across the nation, D one, D two, and like that offers that where you can play and and be successful. That, that it matters. And so if you can put that off, and so, someone will want you. It's, it's definitely a thing. Um, but it, yeah, it goes down to that. The, I think telling yourself that this is what I'm gonna do, and mm. and you work for it, like. You work. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Man, this this has been awesome. Getting yeah. getting to know you, getting to see your mm-hmm. baseball story. It's been amazing. Before we go, you got anything you want to say to us or our fans watching? No, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to be a part of this. Um, I'm glad that there's people excited for me to be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah, I love the question. I, I've seen a couple of your guys' episodes, so... Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys do good stuff. Um, I appreciate people who have who have a passion for baseball who aren't playing in it right now. People, people who want to talk about baseball, I love it because I love talking about baseball. And so to have an opinion and have this stuff and the knowledge you guys have, I think it's great, man. I think, I think you guys are doing good stuff. So what awesome. one, one yeah. I'm hearing is we've is we've made a fan out of Christian Cost for the Pesky <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, let's go. All right. With that being said to the fans, we appreciate you guys, as always, for watching. We'll see you guys next time.